is happening, y'all? This is your boy, Natty Free, and I want to welcome you all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all those great things you do when you enjoy a really great podcast. Um, I also want to thank, I just want to thank, first of all, I just want to thank you all for listening. Um, I get about 15 listeners an episode, and I think the beautiful thing about that is that when you're on this, like, smaller, lower level, is that the participation is very um, intentional and you have a lot more interactions with people. And I think that's really beautiful, right? Because um, I just, I just think about it. Um, It's like when you have a huge following, a lot of times, like there's not, there's, there's not going to be that, that, uh, that connection, right? And so, you know, at this level, I could eyeball and pinpoint who listens to the podcast, um, and they could reach me directly, and and I could reach them directly. And so, you know, when you have fifteen listeners, they're listening very intently. You know, it's not something they're doing because pop culture says it's what they they should do. You know, it's be it's like, I, like I'll give you a good example. I remember going to a Chance the Rapper concert. And I remember, like, I was there, and like everyone was just waiting for him to do that. You ain't, you don't want no problems with me song. And he was doing all these other songs from like Acid Rap and Ten Day, whatever, and just all these different songs. And like, there was all these like really cool songs. And I came to this conclusion that, oh, people are here because this is what is considered cool. Like, they don't actually know why they should be here. They're just here, and they have that connection. They just really like your music. Where when you're on this level, people really appreciate you and and what you offer. And so I really appreciate just you all appreciating the words that the spirit puts on my heart. I truly appreciate it. And I just want to give a shout out to those who've made financial contributions. This is not an attempt to solicit any contributions, but I really just thank you all because I'm really enamored by the, the thought of free will, free will. Like, it, it it blows my mind that people will go to work for 15, 20, 30, however many days a, a month and, and get these checks and in their heart decide to donate to me. It's crazy, you know? And it's not the amount, it's not the actual money, it's the thoughtfulness. It's the fact that people have the free will. They could get a meal with that money. They could go drinking. They could go get a new, you know, they could do whatever you want to do with that money, right? The 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 the, the uh, options are limitless, right? But the fact that they choose to contribute to this, to what I'm doing, and to keep me going, to keep me encouraged, is so beautiful. And so I thank you all who contribute to the things I do. You know, whether you bought a book, whether you bought a CD, whether you stream my music, whether you share, whether you've told a friend about me, whether you came to a performance of mine, whether you've um, whether you follow me, whether whatever you do. It's so, 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 so appreciated. So appreciated, you know. Um, I feel like as a believer now, knowing who I work for, knowing that I'm a slave to Christ, it's a lot easier, right? It's a lot easier. But there was a time where when I was of this world where I wasn't safe and I did work for the world. I did work for uh, people's approval. I did work um, to prove to, to, uh, glorify myself. Right. And so, um, to be in this space now, it just makes it that much sweeter when people do something because 
you know, pastor says, pastor, my pastor always says, payday's coming, payday's coming. And we were talking yesterday and um, he was making a joke about this being a labor of love that we do when we work for Christ and that we don't get paid for this. Well, he didn't say it, but someone else said that at the church. He was like, yeah, and just let you know, you ain't getting paid for this. And I said, oh, that's fine, because I know I'm going to get paid at the end. And so um, I say all that to say that, once again, this is not to solicit um, donations, but once again, just the, the humanly, earthly efforts that people do are not lost on me, because I feel like, and I'm guilty, I've been guilty of this, where I get so caught up in like my spiritual walk and things like that, that I start to diminish people who aren't of the walk or, or, or I start to diminish the efforts of people or whatever it may be and think like, OK, like uh, Instagram, like ain't nothing, whatever. And the Instagram, like it really ain't nothing. Right. But people taking the time out to appreciate, to show some love, it does mean some to me. So long winded way to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm just super appreciative of what you all of just of just support you guys um put forth. Um so I've been having a lot of conversations with people lately, right? Um a lot of conversations, been going deep into prayer. Um and uh one thing that came up that's been coming up a lot is like judgment. And so I was I was very intrigued to know what's the difference between judgment and discernment. When I look at the word judgment, it looks like judgment is based on worldly standards. Like it's based on our own understanding. And discernment seems to be based on discernment seems to be based more towards spiritual wisdom, spiritual guidance and and, and making decisions that are Christ-centered. And so I guess my thought bubble, my thought exercise that I'm going through through the day today, and I don't know why I decided to record this, but um, is how do I go from a space of judgment to discernment, right? Because I was talking out loud and I'm thinking to myself like, God, okay, I hear your word, right? Only one lawmaker and one judge. And I was thinking like, as a human and being in this broken, fallen world, it's like inherently impossible, it seems, not to have a judgment, not to have a judgment. Right. It's impossible. When I think about it, like if I if you go inside the store right now and somebody's ringing you up, you're thinking something about them. Right. You have some type of opinion of them. Right. And so and so. um, I'm trying to move out that space. And when I was thinking today, I was thinking like. Like judgments aren't all aren't inherently bad per se, but it's what we do and where those judgments drive us. Right. And then I got to a space where I said, OK, God. The answer is love. You know, like um, when, when, when the Apostle Paul talks about loving your neighbors as yourself, pretty much fulfilling the whole law. It's so true. And I think about it where I'm just like, if I did love my neighbors as myself, there would be no space to judge those people because I would move to an empathetic heart. And so that's something that um, I'm wrestling with in my mind right now is how do I continue to grow in a space of love and continue to grow in this space where I could be empathetic? You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to judge me. Right. And I'm going to judge people. But 
how can I get in a space of empathy where when I see somebody going through something, when I see somebody in the streets and they are strung out on drugs, my first thought isn't to be like, well, how'd they get like this or whatever? How do I go straight into empathy and to feeling for them? And, and when, when I am thinking how they get like this, not in a, not in a, in a space where I'm being judgmental or elevating myself, but how do I, dare I say, bring myself to their level and meet them where they're at. And so that's something I'm wrestling with right now because I just hear a lot of um, judgmental rhetoric, you know, um, whether it's, hey, like this person, this person, like one example, like, you know, like instantly, if someone voted for Trump, people just put you in the space that you're racist, you're ignorant, you're this, you're that, and not even and, and not even hearing things out. And so I remember like um I'll use a great example. It's heck of windy, so you're probably gonna hear the wind. Um one example I could think of is that there was this dude, he was a Trump supporter and woody woo woo woo. And so we're, you know, we get into it on Facebook. We're going back and forth and not even about the Trump thing, but just like he's just trying to rep for his home team, whatever. And so I'm like, bro, let's get off the internet. Let's go talk in person. And so we went to go talk in person and I talked to him and spent time with him. I realized that me and him agreed on a lot of the same things. But the reason why he voted for Trump is because guns. He was a he was a gun guy, and when he was a child, and I probably shared some podcast, so sorry if you heard this before. But um, when he was a child, his house was broken into, and um, he felt helpless. He felt like that he could have done more. And so when he became old enough to you know use a gun, own a gun, he told himself that that would never happen to him again or his family. And so he felt like voting for um, who was uh, whoever whoever Trump went against Hillary or whatever. Or um, you know, or, uh, who Joe Biden would be an impediment to protecting his family. He he inherently had no issues. He didn't hate black people. He was a white guy, but I I, I soon found out that his uh that his mom had married a black dude and woody woo woo and it doesn't always mean everything right. But nonetheless, had I had I just stopped at just my judgment of saying he's a Trump supporter, he's racist, he's garbage, he's trash, throw him out. I would have never gotten to that conversation with him. And now when I see him as love, I remember seeing him last year, maybe two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. I kind of have a card at the time. Two years ago, I saw him and I was at the library, just posted up chilling, just talking to my, my home girl. And he walked up on me and gave me a hug. And he was just talking about relationship issues and things like that. And keep in mind, this is a Trump supporter, right? This is a dude who voted for Trump. And so, as I backspace out of this example, I guess I want to figure out a, how do I attempt to come from a place of empathy? And obviously, that's a very extreme example, right? You're not going to be able to talk to every single Trump supporter. You're not going to be able to talk to every single KKK member or every single person or every single atheist or every single person who dislikes something that you're down with, right? But I'm realizing that um, just loving on people and just being a bigger person and being empathetic and getting to know people could solve something. We're like, check this out. I, when I hear someone's a Trump supporter, I instantly, I don't think racist. I don't think idiot, moron, or whatever these words that we use to associate with those people, right? Because of that one conversation. So I think about like, 
let's say you're somebody who hates who hates black people or let's say that you have some feelings against gen z people or you hate christians have you ever took time to sit down and talk to someone of that community and just and just to understand where that person's coming from you know what i'm saying like you know people they think they're like oh you know like a person is an atheist and they're horrible they're bad people i have friends who do not believe in christ and it's because of hurt they've been through. It's because they've been hurt by believers, and they need a, they need someone to they need a a, a second they need um a new perspective. They need to they need to heal that hurt. They need to have another chance at life. You know, another chance at this walk. You know, they need to get to know Christ better. Get to know who He is and not who we is. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I guess I just think about that more and more, and it's on my heart more and more. Where it's just like. As I go into my life, I want to have more interactions with people. I want, and not on some like for shock value type stuff. Like I know there's shows where, like, I think there's a show where someone said like some black dude goes like and hangs out with KKK people and things like that. And I never, I never I haven't seen a show, right? But like, really, really, like, really trying to come to understanding where bit by bit I could grow out of my judgment, my judgment, and grow grow into discernment, grow into love. And then I, I feel like the more and more you get to know people, the easier it'll be to love on your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's like where I've kind of come to with this thought. It's just like, I just wish people have more conversation instead of assumptions, instead of judgment. You know, it's like we get into these spaces. And I understand that's hard. It's not easy. We all got different things. There's trauma and things like that. But I really, really, really pray and hope that we come to a space where we love in our neighbors, like you know, we love our neighbors as ourselves. You know, if we loved our neighbors as ourselves, there would be no murder, there would be no racism, there would be no, uh, you know, parentless children, there would be no, um, no quarreling in this world, there would be no dis because we love on each other. You know, we would there would be no homeless people, there would be no poor, there'd be no one be starving, there'd be no quote unquote third world countries or whatever you want to call it because we would function the way we're supposed to function. What you see is 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 a is a dysfunctional, broken world not functioning the way that it could and that it should function, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's just a heavy thought. Like, I always think of that scripture, um, Matthew 7, 3 to 5, where it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So when I when I hear that scripture, right? He they you know, he talks about <laughs> he talks about taking the plank out of your own eye so that you could that you can clearly, so you can see more clearly, right? And so, when I think of that, I think, um, I think of the work we need to do. You feel me? There will be people, we are hurt and broken people ourselves. And we will be out here trying to tell other people what to do, trying to judge other people, telling them wh- where they going wrong, where they falling short. And you, you, you may be, you may be judging somebody and saying, oh, like one thing I see a lot is I see active fathers going hard. Like, you a deadbeat. All these deadbeat daddies. All these deadbeat. How could you not be there? 
and I and I got a news flash. You could be a deadbeat father and be present in someone's life. There are people who grew up with parents and had no relationship with them who don't even know that parent, who don't even who, you know, they just were there physically, but they weren't there emotionally, spiritually. They were not involved in their life. They just lived there. You could be, you could be killing it as a as a provider, as a father. But your wife needs aren't met. You your your spiritual walk is trash. You're, there's so many different things, and so I think about that where it's like we we could have a our, our our car could be on fire right behind us. Car just burning up, house burning up. Your whole house is on fire. It's flames. It's smoke. We can see it. People are back to, <laughs> and you out there like yeah yeah. And you need to. You need to get on, you you need to work on your diet. You're not eating right. And somebody's like, man, look at that big old fire behind you. And so when I think about it, it's like before we even go out and judge the Trump supporter, before we go out and we judge the the, the drug addict, we judge the the girl who's twerking on Instagram, we judge the rapper who um whatever, we judge um, you know, Cardi B or we judge Donald Trump or whatnot. Look at yourself. Look at yourself because there's so much that we could work on. Like when I think about like me and I look at other people want to judge them, there's so much that I could fix in myself, so much I could fix in my own personal life before I even begin to fix my lips to judge somebody, to tell someone how they should live. And so I'm just in a space where I'm just like, man, we really need to come from a place of love. We really need to love our neighbors. And so I love interacting with people. I love getting to know people. I love getting to hear from people so that I can understand better because things ain't always what they seem. You know, somebody may look at um, that that girl who has an OnlyFans page and, and, and not understand how she got to that space or why she's in that space or different things. Like I knew one girl who started an OnlyFans page because she was in an abusive home and she didn't have a steady income to get out the house. And so she the first thing she thought was to go to OnlyFans and, and rack up some money and move out. And eventually she did. And maybe you'll say, well, well why did she just get a job? Well, why did she just ask for money? Uh, da, da, da. But that was her solution to it. And me understanding that and knowing that I was able to pray for her, able to love on her through what she was doing, knowing that this is a hurt, broken person having a hurt, broken response to a very difficult situation. Like people can tell you all day what you should do, what what, what you could have done, what they would have done. And I'm in a space where if I ain't, if I ain't did it, if I ain't lived it, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You feel me? Like I grew up around people who were in situations where they had to sell dope. They had to rob. I do what they had to do. I haven't faced the burdens they face. I haven't went through struggles they struggled through. So I can't tell them. I I could offer advice, right? I could offer options, right? Like I could send these people job openings. I could pray for them. I could counsel with them. I could um, do things, but it's not my space to judge them. It's not for me to condemn them and say, you're an idiot because you rob people. You're a bad guy because you steal, because you, you know, whatever. We're, we're not the judge. We're not the lawmaker. Everyone will have to bring account of themselves to Christ in the end. Our job is to love on these people through it and to acknowledge. And when we talk about loving 
on people through their stuff, that doesn't mean ignoring what they do. It means loving. It means loving on them despite what they do and acknowledging that and 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 trying to help people through those things, trying to encourage them, trying to let them know there's more. You know, I have friends who who sell dope and do things. And I'm like, bro, this ain't the end. You still have a chance. You know what I'm saying? And so. I just, uh, I just, I just want to, I just pray that we all, and, I, and this is me included. This is not like, oh, you guys, this is me included. I just pray that we as a whole, that we as a whole come from a place of love, come from a place of empathy. The next time you see somebody and you judge them off their life, ask them how they get there, get to know their backstory. And if you know that person's backstory, if it's your personal homie, your friend, think about yourself first. Before you even fix your lips to tell somebody what they're doing wrong, think about your life. Look at yourself. There's a little piece of sawdust in your in your in, in your neighbor's eye, and you got a big old plank in your eye. Just think about the visual. Think about the visual. This this how some of us look, me included. We got a big old plank in our eye, big old plank in our eye, huge plank in our eye, and we tell somebody we put out a speck of dust in somebody's eye. I think about small examples where, and this is not to pick on people, but there's been times where somebody may come to me and they are telling me, hey, bruh, your shoe's dirty. And they got a whole bevy of things and they are really focused on your thing. You know what I'm saying? So before you even decide, before you even touch on someone's small little minute thing, Think about the things in your life. Address your stuff. And unless again, I am not preaching to y'all. I am talking to myself. You just happen to be hearing this, okay? So yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about, you know. Um, and it just led me to uh, just a, a bevy of thoughts, a bunch of different perspectives on it. But yeah, um, just crazy, just crazy, man. Um, love really, really heals it all, and really just having conversations. So I, I pray that we just love on our neighbors as ourselves. Like if we really, if we really did that one thing, I promise you not one thing we go through would exist. If we loved on our neighbors as ourselves, that cop wouldn't have killed George Floyd. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, those people wouldn't storm Capitol Hill. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, Every time I go to Taco Bell, I wouldn't see that same dude out there asking for a chicken quesadilla meal. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, there wouldn't be so many people in our lives who don't know their parents, who, who you know, if we loved our neighbors as ourselves, there would be no, we, we wouldn't even need, we wouldn't even need cannabis clubs. We wouldn't even need bars because people wouldn't need to decompress in places because they would have people to talk to. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, more of our people, more of our friends would be saved because we would be coming to these people who are hurt. And instead of judging them and, and, and pointing the finger and wagging our fingers, we would say, hey, man, you know what helped me? You know what saved me? You know how you talk about, oh, bro, you change. Oh, sis, you different. Oh, you built different. It's through. It's because of this right here. It's because of God. It's because of him. Things would be so different. Things would be so different. If we love our neighbors as ourselves. There wouldn't be all these black kids missing. If we love our neighbors as ourselves, 
there wouldn't be all this sex trafficking. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, th- there wouldn't be any of this. There, none of this. There wouldn't be all these hidden runs. There wouldn't be uh, all this, all the, all the gang violence. There wouldn't be none of that. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, we wouldn't even need loans. We wouldn't even. There'd be no, no point of having loans because we would take care of our neighbors. Our neighbor, our, our neighbors wouldn't struggle like that, and we'd be able to come to each other and help each other. I feel like if we love our neighbors as ourselves, there probably wouldn't even be unemployed people because people would have would have different practices, different studies. If we loved our neighbors as ourselves, there wouldn't be um, unfair practices when it comes to choosing people, when it you know uh, when it, hiring processes and even admissions processes at school and and just different things. There's so much stuff that we go through in this world that would be absent that wouldn't even exist we wouldn't even know we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be able to we wouldn't even be able to fathom the thought of 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 these things if we loved our neighbors as ourselves okay i'm close i'm getting out of here um before i got out of here um january 22nd um i have the honor of hosting the second annual say so um say so is an outward expression um it's our expression of young adults expressing their uh, their praise for Christ, whether it be through um, music, whether it be through just spoken word, whether it be through um, uh, paint, whether it be through just a sermonette, whatever it may be. Um, we're going to come together. We're going to praise the Lord. Um, January 22nd, 6 to 8 p.m., um, we're gonna have a great. We're gonna have a great collection of people. We have one of the. We have one of the best um, Christian rappers around. We have an amazing young poet coming through. Um, we have a young lady who uh, who runs a nonprofit that that um, services the homeless people in our surrounding areas. Um, she's gonna be there. Um, we have an amazing young painter. Um, just a whole bunch of different things, and I'm so excited to be able to have the honor to host such a beautiful night um the theme of this night is going to be new year same hymn um you know just touching on what i touched on the last episode just uh how 2021 we look forward to the calendar flipping because oh we get to leave everything in the past we get to um we get to look forward i see people talking about summer plans people talking about how they're going to travel People talking about how they can't wait to perform this year. People talking about how they can't wait for the clubs to open up. All these things. Ain't no one gave you no sign that's going to happen. But you can rest assured that 2021 is going to be another great year because of Christ. Because of what he's going to do. And we should look forward to 2021 because of... With anticipation of what he will do. Not what we will do. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be looking for 2021 is not going to be a great year because of Joseph Biden, because of Kamala Harris, because of um, because of a vaccine. 2021 is not going to be a great year because your favorite artist is finally dropping that album you've been waiting on. 2021 is not going to be a great year because X, Y and Z, because you get a stimulus check. 2021 is going to be a great year because of Christ and Christ only. So I hope that you join us January 22nd. Um, 6 to 8 p.m. West uh, Pacific time on our Zoom platform. Um, we are keeping the uh, login information very private. It's an invite-only thing just because we want to uh, secure and keep our our spaces very um, 
very sacred, for lack of better terms. And so um, if you want the login information for that, please reach out to me. Um, my email is thefreemannat at gmail.com. I'll leave it in the description. I don't know if you guys didn't read descriptions to these these uh these episodes, but <laughs> nonetheless, I will leave it in the description section so y'all could, you know what I'm saying, tap in with us uh over at City Church. Um yeah. Um as always, if you want to financially contribute to the podcast, um my cash app is the Freeman Nat. And my Venmo is also the Freeman Nat. That's T H E F R E E M A N N A T. Um, yeah, you know, and um, follow me on Instagram at Nat is Freeman. That's N A T I S F R E E M A N. Yeah, just check me out. Um, you can look me up on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff if you want to check out my music. Um, you could always email me. At the freemannet at gmail.com if you want to purchase a book, all that good stuff, all that arbitrary stuff, whatever. I, I've got it out the way. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, thank you for always uh just taking time out of your day to to listen to the messages that the spirit puts on my heart. Um, I love you all. Thank you all for your support. And I will be hearing I, you know, God willing, I will be tapping with you all next month. Take care and God bless. Yee-hee. I was trying to be Nick Jonah Running from my calling like I was Jonah Knew that I was Mark Saw the light, but I fell in love with the dark Pre-rolled the mushrooms, I was playing the part Till God came through and tore it apart Felt like Fred Hammond back in 2000 Cause God gave me a new heart Walking in the spirit, I don't live up in the flesh Nowadays, man, I gotta give God my best Nowadays, man, I really gotta give rest I use the tracks right here to get it off my chest I be going through a lot, I just don't show it Going through my life, you just don't know it Going through a lot, man, you just don't know it Back in the day, used to be like Jonah Used to wanna be Nick Jonas Just wanted to be a rock star Just wanted to be a pop star Remember Pharrell talking about dancing on the cop car But God gave me a clean heart God gave me a clean start God gave me a clean heart God gave me a clean start I shall walk in the spirit I shall not walk up in the flesh I shall give him my best I shall give him nothing less I'm talking about my first truths I'm talking about my first fruits Just wanna learn your truths Just wanna be your truth <laughs> Yeah, I am a soldier I thought that I told you No limit like NASA P Give it up to G.O.D. Uh, uh, yeah.